Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We are coming to you from these United States of America, here in the middle of the country, Des Moines, Iowa, where we are happy to have you on Iowa Catholic Radio on this Wednesday. I'm Bo Bonner over at Mercy College of Health Sciences. I'm the Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives and the Director of the Center for Human Flourishing. But what do you do over yonder? I'm the Associate Provost at Mercy College of Health Sciences, so working in academic affairs. And uh, we always want to say thank you to Mercy College for underwriting our show, mchs.edu. Mercy College, all sorts of ways. We're in the middle of, I mean, I think we're actually in the middle of the semester. Am I right about this, But I get turned around because there's terms overlapping with each other and things, but we're in the middle of what's called the legacy semester. So the traditional way we've always delivered things, we've supplemented with a few other modes of delivery, but the traditional is halfway through. Isn't that a legacy? That was one of the proposed names for the the new Big East divisions. (laughs) Was it Legends and something like Legacy? Oh, Big Ten, yeah. Big that, Ten, excuse when, me. When we started off, when Nebraska first joined the conference, they did Legends and Leaders. And oh, Leaders. A lot of times in the sports world, the opinions are divided, but I think America universally found that pretty stupid. Yeah, well, if they would have done Legacy, I think maybe it could have swung it. We're building a not-so-great legacy in the Big Ten so far. <laughs> it's because they called us Legends before we did anything legendary. That's right. Well, and I think it's important to point out that... Uh, that would be, maybe we should talk about like the legacy semester and the legends semester. Oh, wow. <laughs> that might be a little, you know, uh, putting a lot of pressure on people. But uh, you, uh, if you come to Mercy College and, you know, imbibe our legacy, maybe you too could be a legend like uh, Sister Catherine McCauley uh, and uh, the, the many people who have gone on to do good things in their healthcare communities, mchs.edu. See, I, I like that idea a lot, but marketing is one of those fields, I think, where from the outside, everyone thinks they can do it. <laughs> That's right. And then you get internal, and our good friend Matt Romke is like, no, that's not going to work. That's right. Because, like, come join our legacy program to become a legend. That sounds amazing to me, but I'm guessing Matt's going to shoot this one down around the water cooler this afternoon. Also, I, uh, we, I'm thinking of the good people we have work, <laughs> that we work with might be, like, some of the legal team that's like, that's, that's actually promising, like, a contract that you might not be able to come through with. Oh, yeah, right. How would you, what sort of outcome would you use to show that your students had become legends? I do like that idea that like, you're just bold. So now to dork out for people (laughs) in classes, you're supposed to have um, learning outcomes. So I just think about how hilarious it'd be to have an outcome that's like, learn to be a legend. (laughs) I'd like to pull that on the accreditors. Like we've, we have some good accreditors visit. It's important work, but you know, sometimes they can feel a bit like the IRS. So if we just told them, like, our students are becoming legendary, I'd like to see what the accreditors did with that. Yeah, keep them guessing. We have, like, a, a rubric and everything like yeah, that. See? So uh, speaking of becoming legendaries, we might become legends uh, in infamy if we keep up on talk radio <laughs> talking about <laughs> really, really inside <laughs> jokes about accreditation. So you don't have to worry about that. This is not the accreditation episode <laughs> of uh, the, the Uncommon Good. Today we're actually going to continue in our... Uh, what we've been doing uh, for 2022, talking about sacrificial leadership. Um, I'm going to bring up more saints to give examples of, Bud, this week, sort of as preparation for All Saints Day that's, of course, going to be happening at the beginning of November. Um, we have, I, I think, I guess I should have double-double-checked this, but I think the last feast uh, of the Twelve Apostles, where it's St. Simon and St. Jude, um, who have that together, both uh, 
in in their lives as apostles, and then definitely their lives sort of um, in church times after the apostolic age have very interesting stories. Always interesting that St. Simon and Jude are put together, but I think we have lined up for people some interesting takes about how these two, maybe somewhat forgotten or obscure saints, have, uh, apostles I should say, have a lot to teach us about sacrificial leadership and imitation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I kind of like, I'm drawn to those saints that are sort of lost to the mist of history. And, you know, like with St. Peter, St. John, St. Paul, we've got a ton about them because they were formative in writing the New Testament. But um, it's these, you know, even researching for the episode today, it was kind of fun to dig into like how, how we, the the word legend is sort of appropriate there because there's all these kind of like get back to oral traditions that have been passed down about these two that are great. That's right. The, the, uh, if you don't remember anything else, uh, St. Jude is legendary because he wrote, I think, uh, not the shortest, but in many ways, like the briefest account. We have St. Jude. We have one letter. It's very short. There's a lot of wild stuff going on on it in that letter. I think it's very indicative of uh, some of the things that we can learn from. This is The Uncommon Good. Bo Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarah strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, join org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. Ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. We're back with the Uncommon Good, Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Marr, joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. Always remember, you can check out everything going on at Iowa Catholic Radio and what we are doing in and around uh, the Diocese of Des Moines at iowacatholicradio.com, where you can donate, listen live, find out other things as well. The Iowa Catholic Radio app, same way, everywhere that you have data and you've downloaded that, you can listen to us live. There's recordings and things like that. You can also check us out on the social media pages on Facebook and Twitter. Bud, for today, continuing our theme for the year of talking about sacrificial leadership and especially talking about saints that exemplify what it means to be a sacrificial leader in imitation of Christ's sacrificial leadership. Today, 
to celebrate the week, it's actually on October 28th, so it's on Friday. But this week we have uh, the last, as it were, of the apostles that usually, I think, are listed last. That's part of it, too, and they're usually listed together. So the Feast of St. Simeon and St. Jude. So we're going to talk about these two maybe slightly more obscure apostolic uh, saints to talk about what they uh, can, can teach us about sacrificial leadership. On one hand, but like out of the gate, I think it's interesting that both of them have names that are uh, confused with other people. So they almost always have to be given a very particular name. So like St. Simon the Iscariot, right? Or St. Judas Thaddeus, because Judas is close. St. Jude, of course, is Judas, you know, so you want to make sure that it's the right one. That's a bad name to get mixed up. Uh, there's few other names uh, worse to be mixed up with that Judas. Um, and then, of course, St. Simon uh, Iscariot, St. Simon uh, the Zealot. Uh, different than Simon, who becomes Peter. Um, I think there's something to even that, bud, that not only are they sort of at the end of the list and people get confused about who they are, and they sort of seed the way by realizing there's people with names that are more recognizable than theirs, um, operating in the shadows of some way of of greater lights but still being a leader is an interesting uh, take and an aspect to learn when we talk about sacrificial leadership. Yeah, I think Simon the Zealot, like his whole background really is is fascinating like we i don't think we recognize completely sometimes the sacrifice that he made in following christ like you know we hear about the zealots and we hear about their armed resistance to rome and to us that might seem really foreign to our day you know like i woke up made a pot of coffee fight the commute you know put in my nine to five or whatever and here we're reading about this individual who you know at some point in his life he was um actively had this armed resistance to rome and uh, to get some picture of what this looked like, like we can think about, say, Des Moines at some point in our lives came under, you know, an occupying power or whatever. Uh, you can imagine like if to drive down I-235, there's like barriers you have to pass through with armed guards and there's extra taxes that are levied against you by a foreign power. Like how much that like how much anger, like visceral anger that would uh, produce in your heart. Um, and so we, like the, the response of folks like Simon, of course, was sort of natural but Jesus called them to a different kind of resistance. And I think um, for St. Simon to walk that path, it has something to teach all of us where, you know, we may not ever have to struggle with that question of like, do I take up armed resistance? But there is something in following Christ where it's like, what battles am I going to fight and how am I, how am I going to fight them? And we, we, we face those questions on a weekly basis. And the temptation as human beings is to sort of run roughshod over our opponents. But Jesus shows us a way of leadership, I think, that, moves us forward that offers paths of reconciliation and that hopefully in some cases brings along our enemies. So I think a lot to take away from just like the general tenor of St. Simon's life. Yes. Um, interesting. His symbol for his martyrdom, he was, he, he's usually appears in iconography with a saw because he was sawed in half, which I don't know, but um, yeah. Bartholomew being, you know, if you're talking about, Ways people are martyred, the apostles, Bartholomew getting skinned alive. I think that one probably still takes the cake, but getting sawed in half is even worse in some ways than being stabbed or beheaded. Um, I think it's interesting that that's indicative of, you know, Simon was willing, as it were, to saw off like the whole life that he had led in order to completely change to follow Christ. And so I, I, I center on that violent image to make the point that when we're bringing up leadership and sacrificial leadership, I don't want it to be where we're making a sort of um, nicety-nice version of it. Well, you know, St. Simon made a change. Maybe you need a change. Maybe it's time for soy instead of, you know, uh, dairy products or anything like this. Or 
oh, you know, you might need to change your little uh, lifestyle uh, change a little bit. St. Simon, like many before him from Abraham onward, right, were ready to saw off an entire way of life that they had lived when they saw the truth and saw that it had to be directed at someone else. So the violence, right, that the, the, uh, the zealots, right, like you said, the, the resistance of the occupying force was exteriorized, right, the violence towards someone else. And we're not, of course, saying you should be violent towards yourself, but that sort of willingness to cut things off and start a new path that the, the zealots kind of saw as what they needed to do towards Rome. St. Simon, following his Lord Jesus Christ, saw that as to do to oneself in order to make that absolute fresh, unattra- uh, unattached start towards the sacrificial life exhibited by Jesus Christ. Now, St. Jude, on the other hand, doesn't, um, he, he does get beheaded, but that's not largely what he's known for. Funny enough, he's known for the fact he wasn't known for a long time. Yeah. And in our days, the fact that St. Jude becomes the patron saint of lost causes is precisely in some ways uh, people in the later part of the Middle Ages, and certainly even more recent than that, begin to sort of see him as the saint that got lost, right? That they didn't talk about as much. And so a very interesting and peculiar, especially for people who are non-Catholics, that you have a saint for lost causes. But St. Jude in many ways, and, and I think this will show up importantly in leadership. Yeah, I love that the saw becomes the symbol for St. Simon and just the Catholic Church's willingness to like, you know, this was the tool of violence that was used against him. And we sort of redeemed that, like what you intended as evil, like we're not only going to remember, but but celebrate. I, do you have any salmon in your life these days? <laughs> no, I, I, my, every time my dad comes over, I do feel like we cut down a tree in my yard, though. <laughs> my boys are really intrigued by saws and I just tell them I, I don't know how to use it. <laughs> But um, and I think with the advent of buzz saws, we've lost something. That's important. right. That's what this show is going to be is about. Uh, get get out of your out of the buzz saw world <laughs> and you know the old timey ones where you're two people on both sides. Another thing that strikes me about both of these um, apostles is that what they're um, famous for or remembered for in a lot of ways is their missionary endeavors, and it's fascinating because like again with someone like Saint Paul, he was such a prodigious writer that we know like sort of like so many details even about his mental outlook. And with these two, the details of their lives are kind of fuzzy, but what we do know is that, you know, our Lord gave this great commission, and in some ways, some of the apostles kind of sat on that. I mean, I think they were waiting for clear direction from the Holy Spirit, but it seems like with Saint with Saint Simon and then with Saint Jude that they both quickly went out to, you know, pretty far-flung parts of the world. And I think that's a reminder to all of us, like, this is another part of the Christian faith that we can kind of sentimentalized, you know, or spiritualized, but we say things like, you know, God might not be calling you to be this visible all-star, but if you do like the little things well, it's like this great act of service, et cetera. But it's really true where with these two, you know, they didn't, they didn't seek the limelight or it wasn't, it didn't come their way, but they, they left family, friends, hearth and home, like the comfortability of what they knew and went to parts of the world where um, their evangelistic witness still has an impact today through the Christian communities on the ground. Yeah, so both of them, um, if you I read the same stories as me, ended up being martyred in Persia, right? That's what uh, I think tradition says. And in some ways, they were both apostles to what I would say is sort of the Syrian mm-hmm. Middle Eastern churches. And in some ways, both of them become sort of lost saints pri- precisely because of... Um, Muslim expansion and that we don't actually have as many Christian kingdoms, especially in the Middle Ages, um, in those areas as we do some of the other saints. So I do think part of like what happens with lost causes, right, is 
um, the sort of, like you said, vagaries of history. But there's exactly this idea that what is hidden for whatever reason um, becomes powerful in ways that we can't completely and fully imagine. And so even the idea that St. Jude being the patron saint of Las Casas is completely driven by popular piety and that there's not very much actually in his story in the New Testament, but that, that gives rise to this, but this idea that people who felt completely lost went and found the apostle they heard about the least and decided he would be the one who would understand what it would mean uh, to, to have a lost cause that, that needs to happen. There's something about that in remembering as leaders and how lost causes are. We can be in the midst of being responsible for leading a ship, which might seem like it's inevitably sinking, um, but it's not like, oh, what you need is uh, the brave Hail Mary, like you need the, the, that will necessarily score the miracle touchdown. But there is something about what looks lost or hidden um, in the end can be the profound uh, way in which we succeed. And I think there's a way that if for a leader to really imbibe that is hard to do, um, but freeing in a way that most other tips about how to lead well uh, never approach. Yeah, and I think um, kind of building on top of that, it's it's interesting that the one piece of literature that St. Jude did leave us, so there's a book in the New Testament named after him. It's the shortest book in the New Testament, I believe, and so if you want to honor his feast day, a great way to do it is just to read the book of Jude, which is one chapter. But in that book, it like the key theme is perseverance, and so he, he asked his readers to cling to the faith that was delivered once and for all time to the saints, and he warns them against scoffers who follow unnatural desires and try to div- divide the community of faith. So I think in our time, even when, you know, there are a lot of erroneous ideas that come our way, it's it's good to go back to the letter of St. Jude to pray it and to say, God, help us as leaders, but also as a community of faith to cling to the deposit of faith that was handed down to down to us by the apostles. I love that too, because he's always dropping stuff no one else does. He's like, so when when St. Michael Archangel was uh, fighting over the devil with Abraham's body or Moses' body. There's a lot of interesting like tidbits in there. Yeah, so you really should go read it. This is The Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner and Dr. Bud Mars, stick around. We'll be back right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Golden Rule, always seeking to serve customers better and to create job opportunities within the community. So with the new electrical division, Golden Rule now services all home maintenance concerns. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Back with the Uncommon Good. Boban or Dr. Bud Marr joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. We're talking about sacrificial leadership and the saints, particularly talking about the saints that we're celebrating this week, St. Simon and St. Jude. No, not Simon Peter, uh, Simon the Iscariot, and no, not Jude, Judas, that'd be problematic, but Jude Thaddeus. Um, Both of them, bud, saints 
among the apostles yeah. that often get left out, that's part of why St. Jude ends up being the patron saint of lost causes. There's a way in which they're at the end of the list, or people maybe know the least about them. They, when they do show up in the New Testament, it's not that much. And even St. Jude writes a book that I don't think most people go over. So I think there's something to be said as we finish the show here today, bud, about learning to lead when you are truly a leader, but you're in the shadow, as it were, of the bigger spotlights. There's leaders who are more important, of more stature, or even just more well-known than you are. And these two saints should be the patron of leaders who have to lead without the spotlight on them, because that is very important leadership, too. In fact, in some ways, it's the most important because it's not necessarily what everybody strives for to be leaders outside of the limelight. I think this is a really essential point. And, you know, as human beings, we're so prone to envy and God in his great providence will sometimes appoint leaders that in our own minds, like it doesn't make sense to us. And so I'm sure the lesser of the apostles, so to speak, like um, St. Jude, St. Simon, lesser known anyways, you know, there had to be times where, so Peter's the prince of the apostles, like, isn't this the guy that denied our Lord three times? Or St. Paul, like, can we really trust this guy who spent like a key part of his life murdering or like seeking to martyr Christians? Um, and so like in some ways the workings of God are mysterious and it maybe didn't make sense at times like why those two had been called to such prominent roles. But like we said, it seems like from all indications, these two didn't stew on that. They recognized the call that had been given them to them by God. And it wasn't about producing a certain kind of resume or CV, but being faithful with to the work that they had been called to. So I think like, yeah, that's a, that's a key point, the limelight and uh, recognizing that even in our organizations, companies, at the radio station, dare oh, say. Mm-hmm. Why does John John Leonetti get the eight AM spot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jealous, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to imagine like which apostle uh, each of the the people who yeah we should not do that. Let's That'd not divvy up uh, apostles to like radio hosts. That might not work out. Um, but to your point, so I think about Saint Simon, who. Yeah, if he's not getting the limelight, he's like, well, I would have had the limelight back when I was stabbing people uh, with the Ascari, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gives that up. And, and like you said, we don't hear about this sort of stewing or being mad. Same thing. St. Jude is actually related to our Lord. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I forget. I, I, it's um, assumed that he was probably a cousin, maybe like the nephew of St. Joseph. Yeah, because he's related to like St. James the Greater, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, th- these are people that because of their backgrounds and who they are, you know, they're not the lesser saints, bud, because they're sort of throwaways that everyone's like, well, we really shouldn't have picked them as apostles. In some ways, they have just as much, if not more, reason to be really well-known. Um, but by being willing to be, you know, apostle 11 and 12, as yeah. it were, uh, when we think about leadership, it's, it's hard to think about wanting to be a great leader. And what does that mean to be leader number 11 or 12? But... In many ways, the engine that makes, you know, companies run, that make uh, organizations of people successful and to have them be sort of celebrated as preparation, because in in sort of traditional times, that feast would be the preparation feast for uh, All Souls Day, All Saints Days and All Souls Day that would be coming up right after that. So as we get to the end of the apostles, towards the end of the liturgical year, we start to think about what it means to be a sacrificial leadership We've talked, and maybe you've thought of it being like the head honcho in the limelight, but of course, there's many, many, many more of us who will be leaders in the shadows of others, and may we be as faithful as St. Simon and St. Jude 
when we are called to do so. This is the Uncommon Good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, our city, state, nation, uh, planet, solar system, galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. But if people are interested in joining in the prayer life here on Iowa Catholic Radio, what are ways they can do so? Please do join us in prayer. We broadcast the rosary on air at 6 in the morning, then at 10 a.m., the Divine Mercy Chapel at 2.55 p.m. You can also download the Iowa Catholic Radio app and pray the rosary using that anytime, anywhere. And if you want to know what's going on in and around the Diocese of Des Moines and what we're doing with them, you can do that at iowacatholicradio.com. Uh, we have the Iowa Catholic Radio uh, diaper drive for inner visions. Drop off your diapers of all sizes to the Iowa Catholic Radio studios at 1355 Suite 500 in West Des Moines until the end of October, which is approaching fast. The next Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, November 11th at noon. St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines with Steve Haveman, uh, St. Vincent de Paul, Executive Director. Love be provided by Chick Flair. You can bring your own. Mysteries of the Mass unveiled at St. Pius X Catholic Church in Urbandale, November 12th with uh, Father Vasic. Stories of Miraculous Conversions, Power of the Mass and the Eucharist, a two-day parish mission, November 13th and 14th. That is well. Oh, no, so excuse me. This is at Sacred Heart Catholic Church, West Des Moines. Uh, with Father Craig uh, Vasek. That was the ad as well part, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next Ladies Mosaic Luncheon is Women Unlock the Power of the Eucharist with Father Craig Vasek, Tuesday, November 15th at noon, St. Augustine Catholic Church in Des Moines. And finally, just keep in mind the December in, uh, dinner in December is Saturday, December 10th at the Embassy Suites. Uh, you can go to iowacatholicradio.com to check all of that out. As always, uh, we ask your prayers, uh, but also your donations. You can do that at iowacatholicradio.com or calling 515 223 11.50. And bud, with that, we need to let everybody go. Have a good week, my friend. You too. Blessings. This is The Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.